Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. The Iron Flank. The Iron Flank. That's what it is. The Iron Brew Flank. Is that? The Iron Brew Flank, bro. Hi everyone, welcome to Rise House on Ringer SC. Hope you're staying safe and well. Today, we're going to talk England and Scotland's draw at Wembley, Denmark and Belgium, and some other Euros chat. And the anniversary of the great Cruyff turn. And my guests are Mr. Ryan Hun and Musa Kwonga. How are you doing, guys? All right, thanks, Ray. How are you? Disappointed, I suppose, I think. You know, I, feel, I felt like a hype man yesterday because... Right, right. And the only reason why I felt like a hype man going into it, we weren't, we weren't like electrifying against um, Croatia. Mm. And, you know, I mean, there's so much room for improvement, but uh, what, what you're going into it, and what I do is I'm going off of what I believe the players are capable of doing. Right. Right. And so even the team he picked yesterday, I'm thinking, yeah, but I'm not expecting the players to play as poorly as they did. And like people say, yeah, but what about Scotland shutting them down? Yes. Yes, Scotland did shut them down, but, the way you're able to shut a team down, because don't tell me when the game starts, right? When you're getting ready for the game, when they see the team, that every single one of those Scottish players are thinking about having to do the very, very best. You heard Graham Sooner say it. Mm. We're going to have to be our very, very best. We're play our best game to beat them because what the Scotland players will be thinking and addressing what I thought when you're playing against a team with good individuals, good, is that you're afraid of what the, the best thing that they can do. So then... So I always go off of my punditry when I'm talking about the best that that person will p actually perform. Do you understand? Mm. So when you go out and then that team doesn't, it's like a boxer who's got a knockout punch, guys. When he hits you with that first one, which is really clean and he caught you and you don't, you don't go down, you don't shake. All of a sudden you say, whoa, 
not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of not afraid of you lot now. Yeah. Scotland were excellent. Yeah, I thought the same. It was like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, right? It was like, mm. I thought Scotland were really good. Like there was, I think you highlighted it on ITV, the Tierney overlapping in the first oh, half. Brilliant. Yeah. And like the ground yeah. that he covers for that, <laughs> considering he missed the first game through injury, mm. the ground that he covers for that one example that they used in the amount of time that he does it, mm. absolutely mesmerizing. Scotland were good and more than deserved the point, I think. I think Scotland deserved to win. If they had won, I think it mm. would, it, I don't think it would have been a massive smash and grab. No, 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 that wouldn't um, have been at all. But I think the, the, from the England side, because the expectation is so high, they would have looked at this as like, obviously they, they, they think they should win every single game in the group. I mean, the way that the group stages, the way that the, it will pan out, I think just getting out of the group in the Euros is the main thing anyway. How do you feel if you're an England player this morning, right? How do you feel, Miss? Because I know how I'd feel. The Very problem dis- is, I think the problem is minutes. Um, you have to be battle tested in a tournament going to later stages. Mm. There's just a concern, I would say, about minutes and rotation. I really liked the England team as set out, the starting team. I think it was fair to start with the same players again. Uh, well, with the exception of the fullbacks. And I just think that it's about adjustments. This is the thing. We talk about the final 15% that elevates a tournament winning coach from everyone else. And I think that unfortunately, you know, Harry Kane is not really, uh, he, he's not playing with the energy that, that peak Harry Kane plays with. And that's understandable. Some of the tactical changes are a little strange. And I also think that going into the late stages of the tournament, you need to give more players a chance to get used to mm-hmm. playing in tournament environments. I'm not even that critical of the result, to be honest, because the moment I saw Scotland's left flank, I was like, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. When I saw Scotland's midfield and I saw Gilmore there, I was like, I absolutely love this. They're going to go toe to toe. That's a mm-hmm. brave midfield to pick. Two up front, yeah. And I thought to myself, you then have to expose Scotland's weaker flank, which was the other flank. And they didn't attack it they aggressively. Didn't, no, they didn't really go no, after it. And, no. and they, can, they had opportunities. And I know that Sterling scored in the first game and scored the winner, but he's somebody who I think I would have thought yeah. of changing. Maybe changing, yeah. And I also completely understand and respect the decision to keep the same midfield they had, but I think that there was an opportunity to go with a different midfielder. So they could have sacrificed one of the defence midfielders, either one of them, for someone like a Bellingham to drive into those spaces. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if we're being really, really hot take, they could have maybe thought about doing something different with Kane. Yeah, I mean, I think this might, sorry to jump in, but I think this might, I was thinking about what to do for the Czech Republic game. I wouldn't be disappointed at all if someone like Dominic Calvert-Lewin starts that game. And I know that sounds a little bit like, what? No, that's fair. That's fair. If you think about what England lacked against Scotland, mm-hmm. and I'd like to kind of focus on Scotland a bit in a minute, but for now, yeah, obviously the English stuff, the kind of speed of, of building the play and then attacking sense and fluidity. Yeah. I think I, I tweeted with about a quarter of an hour to go that, you know, with this game state as it is, Jaden Sancho should be on this football pitch. Absolutely. Looking ahead to the Czech Republic game, seeing how they've played in their opening two games, if you experimented a little bit with the, the mobility that Dominic Calvert-Lewin brings, mm. that will be the game to do it before the knockout. Yes. Do you feel, do you feel that he's somebody that, because he does, he, he'll run channels. Mm. He will, because like yesterday, there was time where England players in the midfield had time on the ball. Scotland's line was quite high. And Harry Kane didn't, didn't make the runs into those channels to then stretch their team at all. What Dom, Dominic Calvert-Lewin will do, he will at least threaten and do that. But then if you're going to play him, 
then you have to play Grealish or Foden in that creative role and the space that he's going to vacate. Because yesterday I thought like Harry Kane was coming into areas where he was just condensing everything even more. It wasn't working. Mm. Handley went with him and Handley went as far as he went, just following him because he's not going to turn you. There's no one really apart from Foden. I was disappointed at Foden come. I was really disappointed mm. because a player like that, even when he's playing badly, still shows to the ball, still tries to do those things in the last third that you need, that creative, brave player who still wants the ball, still wants to turn it around the corner first time, link play, one-twos, on, and, and he took him off. Mm. Reese James, I'm thinking, okay, Reese James, to pin back this fucking Scottish left side because it, it's, it's so potent, it's so dangerous. And then you, you, you've got Billy Gilmore in there just looking, just as the game went by, like with the Liverpool brilliant. game, he just, got, he just grew and grew more into the game. But was, was Reese James supposed to get forward to put crosses in? You know, when Phil Foden goes inside, was he meant to be doing it? Because I didn't see it very often last I think night. he was there more. I actually took it. He was more there for the recovery aspect. Mm. Because if you saw how he played in the Champions League final, obviously, one of his greatest strengths is that he can cover astonishing ground when people try to get him behind at least once or twice. So I thought he was there, weirdly enough, because of his defensive intensity, because he's so good at tracking. I don't think mm. he was there to cut beyond, because frankly... That's one of the best left back. That's one of the le best left flanks defensively in world football. That I sounds a bit so dramatic, too, yeah. but it's mm. unbelievably solid. Yeah, Andrew Robertson. Tierney and Robertson. Is it's like amazing. That. Right. It's amazing. It's, it's like the, it's the iron bank. Like mm. you can't, the iron flank. The iron flank. That's what it is. The iron, the iron brew flank. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> the iron brew flank, bro. I saw You're that so, team. Yeah. I saw that yeah. team. Honestly, I saw that team before kickoff and I was like, I absolutely love what Clark has done. Well, I think the thing yeah. is with the England Scotland thing, obviously, like what Scotland are the third lowest ranked team in the tournament is that correct is that right I think they are mm. third lowest we're 40 behind us they are but also it's just like a derby I know that sounds massively mm. cliche but how many Premier League derbies have we seen between teams that are opposite ends of the table mm. it's, it is it's a massive cliche but it it, 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 is. it, it does it does it does add a different element to it because who know each other's games well mm. yeah and also there's just it's way more loaded so I think that yeah. if this was someone yeah. like a for argument's sake let's say North Macedonia Mm. I would be way more worried about exactly the same set of circumstances that happened in this game if it had been against someone like North Macedonia. Completely agree, yes. No real relationship in terms mm. of football and thing, no yeah. added rivalry, no, load, no loaded kind of, all of the shit that's been going on recently in the UK. Also because I'm, I think England will, England will get out of the group and they'll probably progress past the round of 16. And that's kind of par, I think, for England. Yeah. Quarterfinals mm. is par, I think. Mm. Yeah, but right, after the, after the first game, and I have to say with Scotland, because when you watch them, you know where their danger is, mm. which, which is the left side. But then you throw into the mix, you're giving a 20-year-old his debut and he plays like that. So now all of a sudden, you can throw into the mix what, arguably the best left side in world football. Yeah. Um, and a, a midfielder that is fearless, who can link play and play... He, it's just like so easily. It's like when we watched, you, you can see now when you watched him, Billy Gilmore make his debut against Liverpool and he just like fucking took the piss out of Fabinho and all of them mm. in there. And then you put him, you feel, you, you think to yourself, I'm quite afraid now because Scotland's pieces are starting to fit. Now, if they had a, just somebody, a, a Clint, could you imagine if they had Patrick Bamford or if they had the way, the way Che Adams played yesterday, he looked frightening. He's dropping yeah, into good, holes. Man. 
whether he was linked up with, whether, whether he pushed it, put, got his back into defenders or whether he came off, no one dealt with him very well last night. And the only thing that was missing from him last night for him to have that kind of game where people say, fucking hell, was a goal. Yes. If, if he scores a goal, people say, hang on a minute, he's got a lot more because people that won't notice Che Adams is what he does because he's at Southampton, he's in and out of the team. He's not like a, a prolific, consistent goal scorer, but everything he does, he does it pretty well. And now that he's done what he done last night in that game, people say, hang on a minute, he's a lot better than pretty well, actually. Yes. If he finished, if he, if he finished clinically, you're now looking at something, you think, fuck, he's, he's, he's mm. really good. Yeah. The far post one was difficult one he had late on, the yeah. over the bar. Came that was very a very quickly. difficult angle. That's one yeah. of those ones that you catch it. If you have your, your, your shoulder, your right shoulder over it and you have you your have head down and your laces, yeah, you down, have to have a yeah. shoulder over it. And I saw that mm. and I was like, he's not going to get over that. Well, obviously I think like XG wise, for example, England had the, the better of Scotland, but I think in terms of kind of one of those like mm, moments in the first half, I like England never shot on target, right? No. First half. The header on the post, I suppose. Oh, the yeah. Stones, that was a stone's effort. Not on target though, Moussa. Yeah. Well, I will say with yeah. that header as well. Um, that was a superb header, actually, in terms of what he did for his, his angling. I think that was, a lot of people like, oh, he should have scored that. So, well, no, actually. I he, thought he got up, I thought he got up, he was ending it on the way down. And he got back and across as well. He got his head back and across. I think that was pretty I said, uh, I said I, that if anything. <laughs> I know you're going to say. For me, Clive, he jumped too well. He got it too well. I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you hear, if anything, you know what's coming next. You know the but record. King, Roy Keane could believe it. Roy Keane, I, I loved, I, right, I love Grumpy Keane. I love him so Grumpy much. It's great, just like, yeah. you know, you, you and Sunes are trying to do the like, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got, it's just like, King's just like, that's the score. He's got to time his run. He's got to time his jump. He's just got to score. England, England were dreadful. And then he moves on to another point and it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa hold up, hold up. You know, when he lets the beard go, it's like Keen Unleashed. Keen Unleashed. Yeah. Oh, actually, before I forget, I mean, before I forget, on a badly timed run, Kane's header actually, first half. Mm. that was a funny one that was yeah, a strangely yeah, yeah. bad time and that was just not to like dwell on it too much but it was very much about the angle of run isn't it there's a sharpness thing it's interesting I remember if you think about sort of peak Fernando Torres and the thing that always struck me was do you remember how peak Fernando Torres always attacked the near post mm. to a point where it was almost frightening like this man is not a, man's not afraid of cracking his skull on the near post like, mm -hmm. he would just tear for it the moment the mm. winger got the ball Torres would cut and he would not necessarily care who was in the way yeah the mm. time like, as well this man could run naked through a thicket of like thorns, you know, he was, <laughs> no, the way he cut it. Uh, but you, and, and it's that, when I, when I saw Kane with that header, I was like, and as you see the whole performance, like, this is almost like, it's like when you're just a half step off. Yeah, that, this you're, is why I think that's I was talking about is, the yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin thing, because A, mm, I don't think it's, point. like, it's not, it's like, you, you, you said it in the last, in the last podcast when we talked about England, about how there's a squad there for a reason and the mm. tournament is long. If you take Kane out, just to give him a bit of a, a rest, yeah. even, because that turns it into what, a week? A week's rest, which is integral at this part of the, of the I would like to. I would have liked, Ryan, for him to take him off, bring on Calvert-Lewin, change a couple of things around to see if we have to progress further without him, for whatever reason, mm. you know, then see how we play. Yeah, because I think also Let's with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, it's just the, it's kind of like the Billy Gilmore aspect of, the Scotland game where Dominic Calvert-Lewin playing up front for England in a major tournament, you're going to get a little bit extra because it's not something that he would expect really mm, yeah. at the moment. I would say one other thing though about goal scorers, I think funnily enough, you bring in a Calvert-Lewin and then all kinds of other spaces open up. 
And don't forget, everyone in those front lines can finish. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm. Well, yeah, you've got Foden and Sterling who have played in false mm. nine systems all season. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. They can, yes, they can finish. Absolutely. Sancho, if he comes to the bench, can finish. There's no shortage of goals in that team if, if spaces open up. Mm. This is the thing. Yeah, I, I, I think, I'm so desperate to see his next team get Ryan. Yeah, well, this go is on, the thing. I actually think the major, the major thing that he needs to think about is midfield. Because I think the problem that England have got at the moment yeah. is that the, tr- the transition from defence to attack is it's, way too slow. It was like when you used to take Cazorla out of the Arsenal side and all of a sudden everything would just shut down and you'd be like, uh, <laughs> like what's going on? It's like sticking yeah. a speed bump in the road. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. if you look at what Scotland did yesterday, I think, this is what, actually, I think this is actually the really smart thing they did. I thought their midfield selection was like bang on. Brilliant. And, yeah, and, brilliant. And, and I think that I, I, I kind of, that's the, I think that's the thing that I'm most disappointed in Gareth Southgate in. And I get that this is a weird tournament and managing it is, is tricky for anyone. But I think that that was the thing that I found too conservative, that midfield. I really think that if you'd had someone like a Bellingham in there who yeah. is a physical presence, but has the technical ability and the bite, he's like, he's, I think he could have, I think him and Gilmore, for example, would have gone up against each other and it would have been yeah. amazing. But also he, what's something that he's done really well this season is provided this kind of transition between defence and, and, and the forward line for Dortmund. I personally, obviously we have the benefit of having watched the game in hindsight, but I personally would have, would have loved to have seen maybe just Rice or Phillips with Bellingham and Mount as two eights around them. Because if, if you're not oh, going to play the back, first choice, yeah. play the back mm. three, I don't think you need two, two holding, two midfielders of the profile. Like, two pivots, the pivot. Yeah, I don't think you need that. Um, and I think in a congested midfield against Scotland, you really need people who are going to kind of like get you out of trouble. Stadio, here's the keys, go and do your stuff. Well, this is why I think the Czech Republic game is perfect for that. Actually. Well, also hot take as well. Four points in the first two games, you would take that. You would take that starting at the start of the tournament. You take it. Ain't that bad? Mm. Just a quick point. Yeah. Who won it in twenty sixteen? Portugal won, right? Mm. Their yeah. first three games: one one with Iceland, nil nil with Austria, three all with Hungary. France nil nil draw with Denmark is one of the poorest performances I've seen at a major tournament from wow. a team that ends up going to win. It happens but every you can tournament. see they're ironing out. They're ironing out the kinks. Yeah. You know, they had Thomas Lamar starting there. They moved him out and Zonzo Kanti didn't quite work. Yeah. They didn't really use that again. Mm. Um, and you saw, you know, it's like when Spain lost to Switzerland first game of the World Cup and they rejigged everything. I think they worked yeah. at the double pivot and then they, they were away. But so you have these... It's going to be interesting to see what we do. Yeah, yeah also, it will it's going be. Because, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what Scotland do against Croatia because if they it's really exactly go for Croatia, they, they, beat they could get out of the group. Let's be yeah. real, they, they should have beaten the, the Czech Republic. Well. They should have beaten the Czech Republic. Someone has to say it. They should have beaten them with better finishing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, what it is. Anyway. I think England will be fine. I think they'll get to the quarterfinals minimum. I think they will, they will get better. I hope Scotland get out of the group as well because that would be amazing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, hey. Good nice. point. Well done, Scotland. Well done, Scotland. Good well point. Done. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most. 
File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do you know what it is today? Apart from Bid Saturday? It's the 47th anniversary of the Cruyff turn. Oh my God. That's flashed up. That flashed up. I saw that that Twitter because um, Roscoe said, it's really weird because he said, um, do you you remember this? I fucking remember it. This is like, this was life changing. This is life changing stuff. I literally didn't watch the end of the match. Just went outside to just try and do the Cruyff turn. This is what I said. I mean, I posted the video on Twitter and I was saying like, the fact that it's still so mesmerizing now. It's the defender. I cannot believe what it would have been like watching it live. Can you imagine they had Twitter? Live. If they had Twitter, when a new move comes out. The God, can you imagine, can imagine the, tweet, the tweets? New Cruyff just dropped. Can you, you know the thing is? Cruyff has just ended Olsen's career. But, and all but you know what? Like, with the Cruyff turn, because like I said, I was, it was 74, I was watching it live and we literally, we couldn't wait to go downstairs to practice it. And I, I was very fortunate. I got invited to a UEFA kind of golf day thing and it was obviously Platini was there, Cruyff was there, Hullit. Van Basten. It had everybody there. Um, and I ended up <laughs> on Johan Cruyff's table oh. next to him, right? Next to him, right? Talking for hours. And he was talking about coaching. And do you want to coach? I said, I said yeah, but the badges. He said, he, he kind of said, F the badges, man. You know, um, said, F the badges, man. Coach from upstairs. You can see it's better from up there as well. You don't need to be on the sideline. What's the sideline for? You know, he was saying this sort of stuff. Such but a rebel. The most proof thing ever. Honestly, I remember him saying, uh, and I heard him do it in interviews afterwards as well. I never, ever done that before. I'd never done that trick before. Not in training. He says, as it happened, and this is obviously his genius. As it happened, he came this way. He kind of got a glimpse of the guy and he just went that way. It was, you know, and some, you look at the move and the move is so simple to, for everybody. Why? And the way he done it, it was it was genius. And you look at it, you think, wow, why couldn't I think of that? Because it doesn't make sense. That's the genius of it. It doesn't make sense. There's a thing that Alexander Isaac does when he's attacking goal when um, Slovakia plays Sweden, right? Mm. He makes this brilliant run from the halfway line. About halfway through the run, he throws his body back towards his own goal and the defender goes with him and then he Mm. goes the other direction towards goal. And it's completely, it makes no sense. That's why the Cruyff turn is genius because it's not meant to happen. Because when your body is shaped like that, mm. you're cutting back inside the defender. You're not going to go outside him. It doesn't make sense. This is the genius of it. Is this, you're is not he def- to- he's almost, he's defying, he's defying physics. That, yeah, that, that's why it's so, exactly. That's why it's so amazing. I've, I've looked at it so many times. And you're like, why is the Cruyff turn? Why is it genius? Why does it? It's like when you see a defender, um, a midfielder does the thing where he runs towards the ball mm. and the um, defender comes towards him. And then he lets it run through his legs, mm. steps over with his right and then goes right again. You're not meant to le- mm. let the ball go. It's like when yeah. Pelle went around the keeper. You're not oh, meant to God, let the I ball go. That, yeah. You're not meant to like part company with the ball. It's the most counterintuitive thing in football. It's genius. I think my mm. shout out to my mate, Ed Kilvert. I think I, he said something, we were talking about the Cruyff term once on Twitter and he said something that um, he was just like, You've, there's never been a more perfectly executed one than the first one. The f- yeah, yeah. Which is just... <laughs> It's like, like, it's like, it's like, I mean, what, what, what even is that? It's like, it's the Cruyff turn. It's like Hendrix Isla White shit or. (laughs) It is, no, it is, no, Brian, it is, it is, it is. It's just, you know, like, you'll never. No, no, it was like, I tell you what it was. It was like 
watching Michael Jackson at Wembley when he's done the scream and the rocket yeah, just, yeah. the rocket just appeared out the stage. And then Michael Jackson kicked the door off and he was standing there. I, I was, and you know, and, and like, you know, when you, when you go to, go to a concert and you know, when you just see people, they go, they pan to the crowd and you just see people just fucking just screaming, uncontrollably screaming. As soon as the rocket came and he kicked it off and I realized, I started screaming. I literally started screaming like all those people who were just looking at them, just screaming, holding their heads. I was honestly, it was, the, when I saw, when I saw the Crove turn, first time in my life, it, and, and then I saw Michael Jackson kick the door off at Wembley to do um, Scream. It was, it was the same. I saw something that was out of this worldly. I was so fortunate. I know what you mean, because it's like, you, it's a moment where you're like, that has never happened before. There's two things you think. Mm. First, that's never happened before. And then you're like, everything has changed. Yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> has changed. <laughs> you always drop that Avengers line when Captain Marvel comes up and they're just like, something's entered the upper room. Talk about a dude who should be arrested for crimes against the sacred timeline. Yeah, the yeah, sacred timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Johan Cruyff fucked everything yeah, up. Yes, he fucked everything yeah. up. <laughs> That's what they should have called Loki. They should have called him Loki. They should have called him Cruyff. I'm so pleased that you mentioned that, Ryan, because um, again, Cruyff, when people talk about, as, as time's going by, people talking about the greats and then obviously going to add Ronaldo and, and, and Messi to the real, real greats. I still believe that Cruyff's name doesn't get enough. No, he's, he's my favourite player of all time, which is weird because I wasn't alive when he was at his peak at all. I don't, I, was, I, don't to, think I, was, I, think I don't think I was alive at all when he was playing. I think he retired in 84. I think players like Cruyff exist in a different category, to be honest. You know, like Marvel, I think he's like Kevin Feige. I think he's <laughs> producing every, I think Cruyff, because if you think what Cruyff did, Cruyff was football. A lot of people were footballers, but Cruyff was football in the sense of the like, not just an astonishing player, but an architect, like more like an executive producer in terms of like, he acted, he directed, he wrote, he cast. Do you know what I mean? Like footballers, you know, Pele, I love these. They just played, right? They were amazing, yeah. but they just played. Cruyff put systems and structures together for other people to continue doing what Cruyff was doing long after he would be there. Cruyff, yeah. So football is basically the Cruyff extended universe. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 47th anniversary today. I love that you mentioned that. I love that. I miss that man, man. I never met the guy, but like, I, I swear. Like, if you, you've read My Turn, right? Yeah. The Cruyff book, where it's like a paragraph on the Cruyff turn about three paragraphs on the three European cups in a row. Yeah. And then there's like 25 pages on what the fuck is wrong with Ajax. <laughs> the one thing about Cruyff, I would say it's amazing about him is he's one person. He's like Larry Bird was in basketball. You know, like yeah. some, oh, yeah, you know, like some people, really, now you're talking. they're the best great players of all time. Mm. Larry Bird's one of the greatest executives of all time and coaches, you know, you could put him in like, Cruyff belongs. He's one of the, probably the only footballer that belongs in all three of those rooms. You know, greatest wow. coaches, greatest executives, greatest that like footballers. Should we talk about um, Lukaku? Lukaku and Belgium. Can I, can I say something on Lukaku and Belgium yeah, before, obviously Belgium coming from behind to beat Denmark 2-1 the other day. Mm. I know we talk about Romelu a lot. I love the Rom. He's elevated himself over the last year and actually I really think in the last few weeks, even more so, his behaviour after the Belgium-Denmark game, or the Denmark-Belgium game, I should yeah. say, he's in, the, he's, he's in the untouchable territory at the moment, I think. Mm. He's an untouchable, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Personally. What he's doing is very special. I was actually talking to Connor about this as a piece I'll be doing for the Ringer about. And I was like, the journey that Lukaku is on, these first two games, has a, a centre forward ever been on more of a journey in the, first, in the first two games of a tournament? We're playing like Euros in different countries. Mm. He goes to Russia, gets booed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gets booed, Bam. scores within 10 minutes mm-hmm. for his friend, scores again. Puts that puts every racist in that crowd to sleep, and that he's mm. still living rent free. Mm. Probably living in a thousand. He's li- he's still living in a thousand apartments right now in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple dartboards of the carcass face on them. Then he goes to Copenhagen, complete different context, where he's surrounded by love, respect yeah. for him, which can be overwhelming. Yeah. Goes into that context is. His name is chanted by Denmark by Denmark fans because they know how much he loves Ericsson, how public mm. was about it, how he prioritised that in the game, in Russia, in the middle of all of that, to prioritise Ericsson's well-being there and in the interview. So overwhelmed, he could have been overwhelmed mm. by racism. He wasn't. Yeah. It would have been human to be that. Could have been overwhelmed mm. by emotion. Mm. Completely human. He wasn't mm. that. And on, in both games, elevated his play to a yes. level that was truly elite. You know, mm. you, you know when you watch the Moose, when you watch the games... Of course, De Bruyne got all the headlines. The two goals do not happen without what he does. The way he broke. They've got to, you cannot ignore his contribution because Lukaku, especially for the first goal, he got the ball. He literally ran in, out, coming out, back. He went down towards the goal line with players chasing him. Come back towards, come around back to the sideline, beat two players, got once, played it in. Then De Bruyne plays it across, then they score. And the same with the second goal, with the work, what he does. And what's frustrating about that is that that must be recognised. I, I would agree with that. And what I would say as well, like what I want to reference is Belgium, Brazil. See how Lukaku played as a winger in the 2018 World Cup, World Cup mm-hmm. and it was a foil for De Bruyne. It was exactly the same energy in this match. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I've seen this performance before. It's Belgium, mm-hmm. Brazil. Well, Lukaku was basically out on the flank because he goes from, that's the thing I love about him as a nine. He goes from, um, he runs the channels, old school. Yeah. He goes yeah. from in to out and but vacates definitely space. Sp- when he makes the space, people always fill it. That's why he can yes. run, come around, take on two players. And you know that when he passes it into, he passes it into De Bruyne, there's people there, whether it's Dries Merton, yeah. whoever it's going to be, someone's going to be in there. Crashing the box. Mm. Crashing yeah. the box. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what we, we don't do, unfortunately. I think, I think, enough. yeah, but actually that's really interesting. You said that, right? Because I was going to say that Belgium are kind of an example of what you would like England to be in terms of they are still getting key players back mm-hmm. from injury. You know, De Bruyne, mm-hmm. Aiden Hazard came on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Torgan started the game. Tielemans just doing his stuff. See, see, like you talk about, okay, the group stages, no, nothing's done in the group stage, just got to get out. But w- when I'm looking at Belgium, especially with the first game, they, they beat them. And who was it they beat in the first, the very Russia. first game? Russia, Russia right? Yeah. They, they hammered them. Russia were terrible. But they beat them because they were better than them and Russia didn't give them the kind of pressure or put them under the kind of pressure I thought they was going to do, especially when they didn't have uh, De Bruyne and a Hazard to help create. But in the end, Lukaku came up with the goods. So they, they were good in that one. They got better in the second one and you, they're getting better and the players are coming back. So if I'm Belgian, I'm starting to feel a little bit like, yes, I can feel the momentum. Yes. Even though they're the number one ranked team in the world, because of the, the injuries, and maybe they're, they're, they're such a they're such a strange side Belgium because they have like one or two very identifiable parts of the team that if they improved on they'd be dynamite. Mm. 
but not a lot of people were talking about them winning it. And I wonder if, 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 if maybe, could we have had this, could we have had a very unique scenario where the number one team in the world should have actually been the dark horses for the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone's, because everyone's yeah, dark but, horse turkey is just yeah, yeah. Failed. absolutely like, failed, man. They're ghosts. Yeah, but I think that because um, well, even when they beat Russia without De Bruyne, without Hazard, it, it just, they don't look. They don't look like nothing. There was nothing thrilling about that win, and Russia were poor, and they didn't have those two main guys, and it wasn't like wow, zip, 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 pinball football. You just think everybody's kind of ignoring them because I think France are very shiny and sparkly because when, when France played, they just looked like, hang on a minute, we can go to another couple of gears and where Belgium, they just beat a very poor Russia quite easily. Mm. This is why I'm, I'm trying to make the point where I was saying people, because it's not been like outstanding, unbelievable football for them to get where they're getting mentally. I think that they are, they, they're well ahead of it. They're mm. probably thinking to themselves, yeah, we should be. We should be um, ranked as, as winning this, but the fact that we're dark horses, even better. Because when you watch them, they're just getting slicker and slicker. I fancied Lukaku for golden boot and I said that prior to the tournament, but I just kind of felt Belgium would go out in the later stages in a kind of, you know what it is? It's that I can't, I just can't turn away from the France-Belgium semi-final in 2018 where Belgium really showed something and Hazard was astonishing even in that game. I mean, mm. Hazard was on fire the entire tournament. But France just had that way to snuff it out. Mm. And this was my thing. It's not that I don't think Belgium could go deep. I think they can. But I think that, you know, France and Portugal to a certain extent, I will say Portugal, I'm surprised by pleasantly because they're playing with a higher speed than I thought they would. Mm. Not intense, but speed. So Portugal were like quicker than I thought. I saw some things in the Portugal game, what made me think, right, this team's going to be ready soon because yeah. even when you're looking at the chances that they, they, didn't, like, they, they didn't take and in the end they still beat them comfortably. It's the way Diego Jota, Diego Jota, Cristiano Ronaldo was free. He didn't pass to him. He had Someone needs himself. to put a wing mirror on Diego. Someone needs, needs to oh, play like Jota. a wing mirror. Yeah, like on your left, like in the Marvel. On your left. <laughs> to the left, 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 to the left. Can I say, Kevin De Bruyne's finish against Denmark is so elite, right? That yeah. people yes, the say, levels, he, the he levels. He shouldn't even be hitting it. In, because let's no. face it, it's his near post, right? But there's some... Kasper Schmeichel is he's obviously he's, he's, he's expecting maybe the one that's going to go across him because when you look at the amount of space that's there, how he's hit it, but he's hit it so purely, mm-hmm. Kasper Schmeichel can't get nowhere near it. And I'm thinking to myself, how's he beat him there? You look at the strike, it's pure. Goalkeeper's sure. taking a chance and he's thinking, right, is he going to cross me? Because that's what you're taught, go across the goalie. But when you're De Bruyne, when you're those players, you do what you want. And the half a yard what he left there, and when you look at how much space that ball went into the near post, it didn't go right close to the post and you think, oh, goalkeeper. It went in the goal, at a place in the goal where when you watch it again, you think, should he be beaten there when you look at how far De Bruyne was? It's, we're talking yeah, about almost, He basically almost gives them the eyes from 20 yards. It's, it's, it's the, angle. the angle from 20 from yards. <clears throat> You've got to watch the goal It was again. the same energy. Like if you just taken everything and moved De Bruyne to the six yard box. Mm. It was exact. Everything was exactly the same as right. what you would do on the six yeah, yard yeah. box. Yeah. On just it's, outside the six yard box. It was it's, unbelievable. It's, the, like, the strike was pure, right? When you watch it, watch the ball and everything. It's like, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like, you know, when sometimes there are goals that people hit and you just, you know, 
obviously we all love music, right? So you just like, you know, when like beats drop at the beginning, people are just mm. like, uh, yeah. like when De Bruyne <laughs> hit that, he went, you know, yeah. Because like when you play golf and you hit the ball, um, whatever level of golfer you are, you hit the ball and it comes out the sweet spot. You don't feel anything, but in yourself, you know, that was perfectly hit. That is exactly what happened with De Bruyne's strike to the point where like the goalkeeper, he couldn't do anything. It's not meant to beat him there. He's not meant to hit a ball that cleanly coming at him first time mm-hmm. where he, where he hit. It was, it's, it's, that's the ability that he has. That's his gift. I love it. Um, just quickly on Denmark though as well. They played really well. This game, I, like, I cannot remember a game like this in terms yes. of the actual quality of the game itself because I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Both teams played really, really well. The goals were great. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere was amazing and the camaraderie and sportsmanship. It sounds really cheesy, but it's like, yeah, this is why, this is why we love it. Wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah, I can't actually remember a game like it, personally. The amount of lasting friendships that are going to come as a result of that game mm. between fans walking up to the game, having a drink afterwards, standing around yeah. because there's something about the way those teams are connected. Obviously a lot of them knew Ericsson from the Belgium side. Yeah. There's a lot of love and respect there. I just thought that summer will be really symbolic. I think for a lot yeah. of people it'll be like a somewhere I met so-and-so, I met my best mate there, whatever. It'll be one of those things where you felt the energy was just absolutely unique. Mm. And, and, and it's, again, it's, it's one of those moments um, that we're all watching. Um, and we've done it, we already covered it, but it's one of those moments you're watching um, where f- football does, c- football brings it so into, into, into plane, right into where it needs to be so quickly. Right. And, and, and gives things perspective and makes you realise, because some, you, you cannot think of anything but, boy, this, this game, as great as this game is, it, we've got to remember it is a game. There's mm. so much more going on. And I, I love the fact that all, Everybody has it's, it's resonated with everybody. Yeah. How, how precious life is. And he's Christian Eriksen's been discharged he's, from hospital. He's discharged. Yeah, which is like the best news of the Euros. Yeah, yeah, easily, far. easily. We should mention Italy, guys. They're looking good, man. The way that they started is like again. <laughs> yes, that's how you that want to start. They the goal. That goal. Uh, can we, get, we just give a big shout out for Chiro Mobile doing the most Italian moment of all time? Oh my God, yes. Like, really double the, the, the double grip. Like, he's, done, he's, he's gone with both. He's gone with both. It was brilliant. There's, 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 there's actually been, in, for the tournament so far, there have been a, the one consistent thing, I think. There's been some unbelievable goals. I've the ratio the ratio of incredible goals to goals is mm. astonishing. This is the thing, because there haven't been that many goals, right? No. Before, before, we bat, before you kick us out, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. Moose is probably going into a lake or something today. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And whilst, you know, someone's, someone's got us, someone's got it. Well, Moose, I hope you enjoy it because someone's got us. Edit this. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm good. No, I, I, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll be on my way. Are you angry at me? <laughs> no, Moose, what are you going to do just quickly? Because it sounds, it's, whatever it is, it's going to be epic. That's not, it's not for the timeline. It's not for the timeline. Stays in it's strictly for the WhatsApp. Listen, It's strictly for the WhatsApp. Exactly. It's for the WhatsApp. I was just going to say, what we, what are we looking forward to? I'm, I'm personally um, looking for, I'm, I'm looking forward to how Italy, the Italy story yes. ends, you know? Yeah. 
ends. Wow. Well, I think that, does it end in the final? Does it end before? I, I think I, 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 you've got to have them in and amongst it. They don't concede. And, no. they're, they're, and, they and then what happens there. is, is that they don't concede. So instantly as a forward, as a midfielder, you know, if we do our bit, it's going to take a team a fucking lot to break, to breach this lot. Your confidence as a forward got, gets, goes to another level simply because, you know, even if I miss one and I get another one, mm. I know that they're going to keep things out. Yes. The, the confidence that's being built is for, for an Italian side that we know are just so resolute. They, they will, it's, it's over their dead body that they will let someone score against them. And right. If they can then start scoring. I don't care who you are. In they got big 2006 energy as well. Because yeah. don't forget, they, yes. they only had, they only yeah. had Giladino there that was really scoring at that point. Mm -hmm. But they found goals elsewhere. But I, you know, I love Italy. I love everything about them. I love their, I love their suits. Look how cool he looks. He got an Enzo Beerzot vibe about him. Way, way back wow, Enzo Wow, that's a deep bro. cut. That's a deep Eight, cut. 1982. Now we're talking about handsome men. Can we go to the most handsome man I've ever seen and no one's ever got near him? When, and this is what I saw him when I was younger. Cabrini, Oof. left back, Italy. Wow. Stunningly good looking. You've got to do a pod, the good looking podcast. We'll do it, we'll yeah, do handsome it. 11. Yeah, handsome 11. We're looking forward to Italy. Who else are we looking forward to? Um, at the moment because everyone's played now right last time last time we'd spoken no, not everyone had played right Portugal I'm looking forward yeah. to as well yeah I mean France Portugal well, Portugal Germany tonight yeah we're recording this ahead of Portugal Germany which I think is going to be a massive game I'm looking forward to that a lot this is going to tell us a lot I think though yeah you know what was um, frightening is watching how Ronaldo played watching how they could have because they could have absolutely decimated mm. Hungary Portugal watching how he just came to life at the latter stages and the goal what he scored where he, he, he done the one two was literally him look, when he was 25 he right. looked as sharp as when he was 25 and we're talking about group stages he looks sharper now than he did at 2016 yes and, 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 and what that says to me in the first couple of games is that he's only he's only going to ramp it up right he's only going to ramp it up they look dangerous okay guys um, can I say thanks for coming to the yard right his Always house a pleasure. thanks for having us man I'll see you later, Moose. Whatever you're doing, have fun doing it because obviously it's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want you to have fun and think of me. Ryan, whatever you're doing. <laughs> think of me, Moose. <laughs> Ryan, I'll speak to you soon. Much love, man. Thanks for having me. I love you, man. I love you. Love you too. Moose, I'll speak to you soon. I love you. Absolutely, man. Much love. Okay, so thanks to my guests, Ryan Hunt and Moose Kwonga. We'll be back soon with more Righty's House. Hopefully I'll be a lot happier than I feel at the moment, but we're still in it. Why am I feeling like this? Because of my expectations. I've got to lower them again. And I'll see you next time, everybody. Bye.